0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Jacob C. Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, um, Elder Jeremy Viner, and we'll be talking about globalization and what it means to the Hebrew community. Let's get into it. I don't have to apologize to anybody for being black because God Almighty knew
1: exactly what he was doing when he made me black. If black people knew their glorious
2: past, then they would be more inclined to respect themselves.
0: Shalom, 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 and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, family, to another episode of Jacob C. Podcast, where the diaspora speaks. The purpose of this podcast is to get encouraging, uplifting, and thought-provoking content out to the African-American community who are part of the Semitic diaspora. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, as well as sharing it on every social media platform that you are on. Um, As always, I thank everybody who listens to this podcast, who subscribes, who shares, who supports. Um, It does not go unnoticed. Um, And again, I'm always humbled um, by all of you who ask me questions on social media, um, through whatever platform that you do. Uh, The fact that you think that I actually have an answer, uh, I appreciate that. And uh, today we have a very, 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 very special guest with us Um, for most of you who have... Uh, actually hit me up on social media and uh, asked of questions, and you wondering, "Hey, this brother smart? How you get these answers?" Oh, the guest today is part of that reason. Uh, I am, I am, but a student. I am not yet the master. Um, so today, I, I, I am, but as they say, a talmadim, um, and my rabbi here on earth um, is on the podcast today. Welcome to Jacob C. Podcast, Elder Jeremy R. Viner. How you doing? Hey, Shalom, so
2: long, so long, my brother. How you doing,
0: man? I'm doing good. I'm honored that you have graced us with your presence on this podcast. <laughs> uh, know you're busy with your schedules and all that good stuff, but we are very happy that you are here, um, and I know you're going to bless the people today. Well, I,
2: I'm uh, I'm uh, very excited, man. I know we, we've kind of talked about it and just kind of threw it out there and, and uh, you know, just the way the most I made it work, man. Just it, 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 it was just time. So I'm, I'm uh, obviously uh, blessed to be on this, and and uh, you do a amazing job. You're a, a talented, talented young man. Uh, you know, to all the to all your listeners, he's a he's a family man. He's a hard worker. You know, scriptures tell us that uh, you know we should know a tree by its fruits. You know, a brother loves his children loves his wife you know just loves his family so it's uh you know this this is gonna be fun it's gonna be very good But it's also gonna be fun so um I love you brother I'm, I'm very excited
1: to do this with you.
0: Absolutely so uh tell the listeners who may not know who you are exactly um you know how you came into the way and uh you know where you're currently at today. Okay
2: um well my journey uh begins probably in uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, the reason why I say oh eight oh nine is because for the longest time, um, I I coached uh college basketball out in uh, West Texas. So you know when you're coaching, you kind of do stuff. You know the oh eight oh nine season or the mm-hmm. such and such season or you know whatnot. So you know it was that year that was that was my last year out there at that at that particular institution, and um. You know, I had, you know, my wife, uh, she uh, made a prayer wall on our, in the, in, uh, in the kitchen. And uh, one night, you know, I uh, went to go, you know, get me some secret snacks. And, uh, you know, on my way leaving, leaving the refrigerator, you know, I, I stopped by the prayer wall. And I was just, you know, just on the wall praying. And, and I just, I, I had the most time. And I probably didn't even say most I then, but you know I, I asked the most about his truth and um just what what was his will and um you know I tell a lot of people man it was like following breadcrumbs and um so that that kind of got us started, you know uh found out um, that you know we were descendants of those that were scattered out of Jerusalem, uh, those that were scattered out of Israel. And, uh, that 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 kind of led the beginning of it and um, you know I always kind of let people know that you know I found out I was an Israelite first you know before I started to change you know and the most the most important part is you got to grow as a person you know if you're a man or if you're a woman you know you you have to grow as that individual you know you can't be the same person and Absolutely. Uh, just just because you know that your blood or your DNA is, is of the stock of Abraham, that will mean that you're saved. And um, so I kind of had to go through my deal, like I'm sure like a lot of brothers and sisters. And, and um, but that was the start in 08, 09, and then we end up uh, moving. And then um, you know we we found we we, we had a assembly there out there in West Texas that we used to go to, and my brother was real real smooth, real sharp, and he um, he was he he actually sold me, He was like, hey man, like a lot of these brothers out here, man. And you know, and he and he wasn't, you know, quote unquote black.
1: <laughs> but he was
2: like, hey, a lot of these brothers out here, man. They uh uh you know Judah. You know, and I just kinda of look at him like, okay, like you on game and, you know, so so that was kind of the beginning. And we we had moved to Tennessee and, and we found an assembly to fellowship and, and worship that. And then um, you know, just kind of over time, you know, when you when you serve somebody, whether it's a pastor or a moray, if, if they, you know, see certain qualities in you, you know, you, you might, you know, you might get opportunity, you know, and, and that's pretty much what happened. I got opportunity to uh, teach uh, and, and preach and, and then it just kind of, it just kind of went from there. I think a few years, that was like maybe in uh, 2011, 2010. Uh, then I got ordained a little bit later as an elder. And then, uh and then probably this is going on our fourth year. You know, we we started restoring the branches ministry where we are now in uh, rural part of West West Tennessee, and uh, we've been doing restoring the branches restoring the branches ministry. And uh, you know, t- our, our, the the, the uh, commission that Yah gave us was to take the healing to the nations, and His uh, His uh, word is healing. You know, mm-hmm. so. You know, we always try to, on every every Shabbat, you know, before we get started, we always kind of, you know, I guess in church, you know, on Sunday church, you know, that what they say, the doors of church is open. Right. At the end, you know, what we well, you know at the beginning, you know, we always try to let people know that, hey, this word is for everybody. You know, Israelite, non-Israelite, you know, don't matter if you're a crackhead, don't matter if you're, you're still out there thugging, you know, if you want to get your life straight, you know, this, this word can heal. And, um, you know, so that was the commission that Yah had gave us and, you know, and over the years we've, we've, we've grown, we've, you know, had some, you know, um, um, brothers and sisters come and move in and just make themselves at home, you know, hint, hint, and, um, (laughs) just really, really been a blessing and, and, um, and we just, we just growing, you know, and, uh, Yah is good. You know, we, we, we try to say that it's his, it's his, it's his vineyard and, um, you know, we just trying to we just trying to produce fruit. You know, so so I'm sure we're gonna have our season and time. We got to go through our pruning, which is you know, which is good. You know, um, you know, as long as we ain't no sticks, you know, we're gonna yeah. be all right. <laughs> as, long, as long as we ain't no sticks. Um, but that's just that's that's uh, where we are now, and and um, you know, just uh, embracing it, and you know, looking forward to the fall, and looking forward to the Sukkot, and more demon in the
0: seventh month and and um yeah that's kind of like a summary of these last uh, ten eleven years hallelujah hallelujah well um you know I brought uh moray on uh number one because he's my more and uh, <laughs> uh number two because he is he is versed in um and I'm sure he can't give it to you all tonight because it'll be a like a four or five hour podcast. Maybe we have to do a part yeah, two we, or something. We do like multiple parts. So I just got just a few questions um, because he is versed in um, the area of globalization, um, uh, what that means for the Hebrew community, um, the occults, uh, at different ages and all that good stuff. So we're going to talk about that tonight um, and we're going to get right into it. Um, so Moreh, what? What is, uh, tell our listeners exactly what is globalization?
2: Okay. Globalization. If I was to, uh, kind of summarize it, it is when you integrate, uh, numerous companies, corporations, and most importantly, governments, when governments become unified, uh, and they're under a unilateral agenda. Mm. Um, so if you have, a uh, Umbrella, the umbrella can cover a you know like once you open it it covers a lot of area. It keeps you it keeps you from getting wet, but there's only one handle.
1: Mm.
2: So globalization is being able to cover a uh, cover the globe, but there's only one handle. So in in a way we've kind of seen this, you know we we've seen little bits and pieces of it when uh, T-Mobile and Sprint whenever they merge or different companies merge or whatever town or area you're from, especially from like small areas. and You had your mom and pop's gas station and that gas station was there for like 20, 30 years. And then all of a sudden BP or Exxon comes in and takes it. You know, that, that is the aspect of globalization. Um, you know, from our, from, from inter, from entertainment, you know, when we look at sports today, sports mm-hmm. is global. You know, when we look at uh, religion, so, as the scripture talks about money. These things become global. So globalization is is just it's a it's a system where the world um, is unified. And it's one thing for like your thought or opinion or even culture, but when you talk about governments, you know, a government in Istanbul. And the government over America, we're not the same. Right. But under the globalization, we're one. Now, um, if I'm, you know, a, a Tommy Dreamer, well, that might not sound like a bad idea. But who's who's calling the shots? Is it does the government like over? Is it lean more towards the left, more towards the right? Is it going to lean towards the American side? is going to lean towards the Istanbul side, and that government is going to be a neutral party. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that that's where, um, you know, it gets, becomes uh, very biblical um, because the government, from, from what you see fighting going right now just in our own country, the government is supposed to serve you and you not serve it. You no, know, the government is supposed to, to, to be there for you if we need you. Global government is we're going to better society. We're going to, and we're going to not just a particular society. We're going to better the entire world. Um, so uh, globalization um, is is I mean it, it's uh, there was a brother he's not a brother but the guy Jack Ma of the Alibaba Ali, Ali group he made a statement mm-hmm. that, that we trade trade stops war starts. Um, he also said that. Uh, globalization is in a, and this was a couple of years ago, it was in the infancy stage, but you know, it is like, you're just, you're just not going to stop it. Um, so it's, it's something that uh, we're going to be a part of it. Our children are going to be a part of it. Definitely our grandchildren are going to be a part of this uh, new new system. So those that kind of have a somewhat idea what I'm talking about it also could be referred to as the new world order. Um, so Uh, I wanted to share a couple of uh, some with your your audience here. Um, A gentleman named uh, Dr. John C. Coleman of the Committee of 300. He is a former um, military officer. I'm not sure what what part he was at, but he was more like CIA and secret intelligence. And um, Marie, what he says about globalization, he says, uh, he's quoting, in fact, And what is, in fact, an open conspiracy against God and man, to use the words of H.G. Wells, which includes enslaving the majority of humans left on the earth after wars, plagues, and mass murders have done with them, is indeed becoming more open. In the intelligence community, it is taught that the best way to hide something is to place it in an open view. As an example of the foregoing, when Germany wanted to hide its prized new Mercer Schmidt fighter plane in 1938, Aircraft was put on display at the Paris Air Show, while secret agents and spies were collecting information from hollow trunk trees and from behind loose bricks in the wall. The information they sought was starting was staring them right in the face. The upper level parallel secret government does not operate from dank basements and secret underground chambers. It places itself in full view of the White House, Congress, and Number Ten Downing Street on the Houses of Parliament is akin to those weird and supposedly terrifying monster films where the monster appears to have distorted features, long hair, even longer teeth, growling and slavering over all over the place. This is a distraction. The real monsters were business suits and drive to work on Capitol Hill and Limousines. These men are in open view. These men are the servants of the one world government, New World Order. It looked like rapists who stops to offer his victim a friendly ride. He does. He does not look like the monster he is. If he did, his intended victim would run off screaming in fright. The same applies to government at all levels. Former President George Bush does not look like a, a dutiful servant of the upper level par- parallel government, but make no mistake—no mistake about it—he is a monster, as are those horrors found in horror movies. Um,
0: Man. <laughs> Yah, so, have I, mercy.
2: Yeah, I know, right. So, um, so this is this is something that's deep, and it's something that that has been plotted and planned on for generations. And you know, I know for the probably the majority of your listeners, you know, we do believe in the scriptures, and uh, it says that Cush begat Nimrod or Nimrud, and he mm-hmm. began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before Yah. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter, before uh, Adonai, before the Lord. Uh, so that was Genesis 10, uh, 8, and 9. So Nimrod was a mighty one. And um, for, for people that are familiar uh, with the Paleo, if we look at Nimrod's name or Nimrod's name, uh, nun, uh, nun Mem Resh Dalit. Uh, Noon in our pictograph is a seed. Mm. And then mem in our pictograph is water. And then the resh is uh, the back of the head. And then dalit is always symbolic of the door. Uh, so our Mashiach, uh, he calls himself the the door. Um, so dalit is always symbolized. Uh, or all just the thought of the door. So just in his name, you have seed, you have water, you have back of a head, and you have door. And what makes this interesting is that in Genesis 10, uh, you know, this is after uh, the flood. So right. after the flood, all the water, so part of Nimru's name, the men being water, Noon being the seed, so there was a seed, that got from one side to the other side. So whatever was going on on the other side of the flood that crossed over to the other side because Yah's intentions was to flood everything and darken everything. Right. And then to start over. Then to start a new and now you have a man named Noah. He is going to be the, you know, I don't want to say like a Adam, but you know he's going to be the guy that kind of gets everything started post the flood. So the only issue is that um, you know Noah's three boys also cross over with him, and one of them name was Ham or Ham or Ham, and he had a boy. His son his name was Cush. Cush had Nimrod. Nimrod became the mighty one. So in his name, it's telling us something unique about him. That the seed got through the water, across over, across the water, and that uh, resh always points to like the back of a head. Mm -hmm. But it's where we get the phrase Rosh from Rosh Kodesh, head of the month. When we're we're celebrating, we're blowing the trumpets and we're celebrating every new month. So Rosh just means head. So uh, in his name, you have seed, you have water, you have head and you have door. So when this, in Genesis, we get a very short description. He was a mighty one on the earth. He was mighty even before Yah, before Hebrew, Panim, before his face. So we have someone who was um, the king or the ruler. You know, he was Jaffe Jopher uh, coming to him. He, 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 was the, he was the king of the world, mm. okay? Um, this is Nimrod, and it's in, in his name. So he apparently brought something from the other side, not just in his DNA or his seed, but he brought something from the other side because his name ends in Dalit, and Dalit means door. He's going to open up the door. So when we get to the Tower of uh, Babel in Genesis 11, it says, and the whole earth was of one language and one speech. It came to pass, they journeyed from the east and found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. They said, one to another, go to, let us make brick, burn them thoroughly and they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build up a city and a tower whose top may reach to Shemaim or heaven and let us make us a name that we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So whatever they were doing, they knew they had to strike first hmm. because they said, let us do this before we get scattered abroad. So it's just like, you know, if you know if you're doing something wrong, you already got your backup plan, you got your excuse, you know, you got you got something kind of put off to the side. So um, uh, they were uh, building, or establishing, or doing something, and Nimrod was probably the leader. Uh, because the end of his name is doing they were going to do something or open something um, uh, and that's actually in Nimrod's name. So obviously as, as they so said it, that's what it was and then Yah comes down and then they are scattered from um, amongst the earth and then they lost the way to communicate. Well now if you fast forward to our time 21st century,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know what we're seeing in globalization, is that we're seeing trying to make the earth of one speech. So when we have a place like, uh, I think, is the United Nations back in Brussels?
0: Um, I mean, it's somewhere around. It's like, it's in Europe somewhere.
2: So, so, yeah. so somewhere, yeah. Somewhere over there with them folks. So, <laughs> so uh, but when, when, when you're there, you have all these dignitaries and leaders, and they all can communicate because of technology you can speak in your language into your little headset and then it's going to translate into your language whoever the listener is mm-hmm. and they can understand so just like in just like in genesis 11 we live in a time today where the earth can literally be of one speech wow literally so um we are we are witnessing um uh, mankind's attempt to go back to genesis 11 we're witnessing mankind yah has and just think about how long ago that was and we're at a point now where man uh man can have the entire earth of one speech and one language and uh if scriptures are correct which they are there will be another Nimrod. it has to be wow it has to be one
0: man that's that's powerful. So we we get a little bit of of what globalization means, um, a little bit of how close we are back to uh, the times of Nimrod and what that looks like. Because I guess the times of Nimrod was in fact globalization uh, for their time. And yeah. so as we talk about globalization, um, I'm sure what's on everybody's mind is why does it matter to the Hebrew community? Why does all this? Why does all this stuff matter? Governments coming together, everybody speaking in one language, um, you know, uh, presidents being, you know, part of these, you know, controlled by all these different people. Like what, what does that have to do with the Hebrew?
2: That is a great question. So, um, we will be just like our ancestors every time, uh, something happened with another empire that rose. And so for, you know, example, um, the Tanakh shows us a pattern, and in the Tanakh we see that, you know, if this king knocks down this king, then the winning king gets all the goods. So all your vassal states, your capital, you know, um, all your goods, all your all your all your resources, um, your smart people. You know, that's why when the Babylonians uh, took out Judah. They wanted their smart. They wanted their educated. You know when. Uh, so you fast forward to the 20th century when World War II. You know after Nazi Germany is defeated. You know countries are fighting for the Nazi scientists mm-hmm. and the military leaders. You know I mean that 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 hasn't that just hasn't changed. Um, so when the Israelites or the Hebrews wherever we are when. Uh, The Assyrians conquered uh, Samaria, and they took captive the northern tribes. At some point in time, the Assyrians fell. They fell to the Babylonians. What happened to the Hebrews? They became property of the Babylonians. Babylonians also knocked off Judah. What happened to the Judeans? The Judeans, they become property. They become the vassal state. That's why Japan, they have no choice but to be an ally to America because they're just a vassal state.
1: Wow, it's
2: just that's what happens when you lose war; you lose your territory. So we get Japan, and you know we Japan. Some parts of Japan looks like America because uh, uh, they lost in in uh, the war, and we got we get your stuff. So uh, so the Hebrews now become you know, part of the Babylonian Empire. Okay, well, that's fine. What happens when, you know, Cyrus the Great rises up and he's this great, great king for the Medo-Persian Empire and they knock off Babylonians. You know what happened? Daniel, you're working for me now. <laughs> 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 so this will definitely affect the Israelites because in the scriptures, we give what's recorded to like particular individuals, Daniel, you know, uh, if, if, if we look at the extra biblical sources, Tabith, people like that, and we hear of people being in, in high positions, but what about the regular common people? Right. Well, they are, you're, you're now citizens of this uh, country. And what comes with a new country comes their government, right? I think in, in, the, in the book of Isaiah 9, even when Yahshua comes, his government is on his shoulders. Right. So to to not the, to not show this pattern. So if I am a citizen, or if I live now under in Persia, you know, if the king, the, the the king, I mean, they have their own government. They have their own rules. You know, we have a whole book with Esther about that. Right. Once uh, uh, Haman kind of tricks the king into getting putting out a decree to kill all the Judeans. Well, we what the Bible or the Scripture says decree, we should just think of a law. A okay. law was passed, Congress, Senate, or however the order is. But a law was passed. Everybody agreed on it, and now this is dispersed throughout throughout to all to all the people. So, um, you know, we will be in the same scenario that they were in when the Persians fell uh, to the Greeks to Alexander the Great. You know. Well, what happens? Here comes to, here comes the Grecian philosophy and Greek thought, and that mm-hmm. was so powerful. We're still suffering today,
0: absolutely. Because
2: what do most of most of our people do when they go to quote unquote universities? They
0: become graduate. Greek.
2: Yeah, you know. So so we're still suffering from that today. So um, so it's going to have a major effect on us because the uh, our Elohim Yah is going to fight with the elements with nature, with things from out of space, you know, comets, asteroids, fire, the you know, fallen star, it, it, that's, that's his arsenal. He talks about he, he has he has a a, a storage of, of hell and fire reserved for a day of trouble. He told Job that. Um, now, the adversary is going to use laws, laws of men, the governments of men. Mm-hmm. So when we read that quote from uh, Dr. John C. Coleman, fact of how you described President George Bush as being a monster, you know, these are the guys, th- these are going to be the agents of chaos or the agents of Satan uh, using the government and the law. So whether or not, and I'm sure some of them that are in the know, know about us, and then there are some that probably don't, this could be a spirit pushing them, um, but but we're we're going to be affected, and what globalization does is that it doesn't have a color. Mm. It doesn't have a, a quote unquote ethnic identity. It's going to be real simple the top 1 2% and everybody else. Wow. Uh, because the earth has a ton of natural resources. And something that you learn from slavery. Um, I have a book called Black, uh, Black Cargos. It's like one of my, my favorite history books uh, about that brother named Mannix. And in that book, they talk about. Uh, the power of rum and that how rum made the world go round, and that people wanted rum everywhere. So that means the, the islands, you know, uh, Haiti, Cuba, Dominica, you know, that they're making, they're doing all this sugar. They use sugar to make molasses and molasses to make the rum. So the entire world um, was getting drunk off of the, the quote unquote rum, which I think in Joel chapter two, It talks about, you know, who sold a boy for a holler and a girl for a wife, and that the entire world was, you know, trading and willing and dealing for more rum, so that means you needed more slaves, and the money, the economic gain was just unreal, so what we learned from transatlantic slave trade is that if I get a whole bunch of workers and I don't pay them anything, I have to make a lot of money, Right. so The people at the top, they're going to have a whole lot of workers. They're going to make a whole lot of money off of natural resources. So they have to do, they have to have a certain plan and certain procedures, you know, taking out the economy and reshaping the economy and reshaping economics globally so they can reap the benefits of the natural resources of planet Earth.
0: Wow wow, that's a lot. So we, so we matter a lot. So as, as it says, it's, it's, uh Correct. it's not about us, but it's about us.
2: Correct. So, and, and I can, even, even spiritually, Uh, I don't want to jump the gun, but, but um they, they have an understanding of the, of the, of the esoteric and that's mm-hmm. why, you know, it's, it's just like the book says, man, they tried to kill them in Egypt and they just couldn't. Every time they tried to kill the Israelites, they just kept on multiplying. Well, that's, True today, so um, they understand the the, the uh, energy or power that is within the Hebrews, you know. But as long as the the, the Hebrews are in sin and drunk and high and and just you know dumbed down and delirious and, and like the scripture says, walking around like someone is drunk at noonday, then the Hebrew is not going to be very effective. Right. You know, it's when we're in our right mind, but when we praise in our God, when we pray in the fact. When we're doing all these things, and we're, in a, we're and, and we're doing it as a community. That was the power, because even though a law was passed to uh, kill all of the Yehudim from India, all the way to Ethiopia, because they were all of one accord and they all prayed and fasted, the law got reversed. The one who was the grimy one, Haman, he ends up dying, mm-hmm. and then Mordecai ends up being. Uh, exalted and now you have you know Esther also as the queen. Um so the the, the the people of Israel if when we're in tune with our with our Elohim, you know, then you know nothing or things that, that, that the enemies try to devise is not gonna it's it's gonna be hard for it to happen. But it's when we're in sin and we're that lone sheep out there in the woods is when we're in is when we're in trouble.
0: Absolutely. Um, so we, we talk about globalization, we talk about why it matters to the um the Hebraic community. Um, so how how does all of this tie into uh the return of the Messiah, the return of Christ, or does it?
2: Yes. Yeah. Um and I i probably you said this so I'm gonna have to say it again. Uh so the Tanakh once again shows that pattern. So that pattern in the Tanakh when you look at the change from a Nebuchadnezzar to Cyrus, you mm-hmm. know, from king to king. Uh, when you look at uh, who was that last Persian king, Thir- so Thir- a- Yeah. I think I think Thir- So from him to Alexander the Great, or Alexander the Greek. But from so the, the the conquering king gets all the goods. So if if they're so at Messiah's return. If there is a global government, that means that there will be somebody in charge, Hmm. quote-unquote, over the whole world. If that's the case, the Tanakh tells us that he's going to reign over the entire planet, that Jerusalem will be the seat, and that I think it's Habakkuk, that the glory of Yah will go all around the earth like how waters cover the face of the earth. So, When Yahshua returns, there has to be a king if we're going by the Tanakh. There has to be someone in the position or the authority of king. Now, those of us who believe in Messiah and we believe in the brick to we know that he's been given all things. Right. You know, he's been, he's been, you know, it's just not time for his return, but it's kind of, it's going to play backwards, like the way Yahshua left he left with a title on top of the, on the tree or the cross that said he was the king of the Yehudi. Um, and it said it in multiple languages. So we get a little, a, a little insight that just like how in Genesis 11, the whole earth was of one speech. So back then, those were probably three of the main languages that everybody could understand and could speak. So everybody knew what was on his ID tag above his head on the, on, on the cross, that he was the king of the Yehudi. And then if he's the king of the Yehudi, well, then he is the king of Yisrael. Absolutely. So he left earth, crowned as the king, but his crowns crown of thorns. You know, some if, if, if you look at it from a secular, worldly perspective, he was defeated. And mm-hmm. then it looked like he lost. You know, like he didn't quote unquote fight back. You know, um, and I don't want to jump the gun. I, I I've got a, a reason, something that he said. I, I'm gonna say that for later. But um, so he leaves as the king, even though there was already a Caesar, and every and and and, and if we were say if it was say voting, Caesar had the majority vote. You gotcha. know, even yeah. though you know he, he had he had the majority vote. I mean, you have. And parts in the scripture they like, you know, Caesar's our king, and we love Caesar and, you know, yada yada yada, if you're not you know, you know, if you're not with Caesar, you're whack or whatever. So, you know, um, so that's how he left. He left as a king, but it was like the, the mocked king, a kind of a you know, ridiculed king, you know. So when he returns, whoever has his seat, if he has shotgun, Yahshua has shotgun on that seat on being king of the world. So mm-hmm. whoever has that seat, he's gonna come and take his seat back. Because he did leave the king. He had a crown, they put a robe on him, all that stuff. He was just in a derogatory way. So Yasso in his wisdom so that when he comes back, he's coming back with crown on top of crown on top of crown. He's gonna come back with a name that nobody knows. He's gonna come back glorified. So the way he exited will will be the exact opposite of his return. Mm. That's what, that's what makes Yahshua you know, being from up there, coming down here, these the the supreme example of humility, you know, that I was already a Elohim, quote unquote, a God, and that I came down and I dwelt in the I dwelt uh, amongst men. I was in a body. I had to be a baby, a potty trained, you know,
1: yeah,
2: head, you know, that whole you know. You know, I mean, when you're, you know, when you're two, you know, not kids and they two, you know, you might, you know, pop your little kids, pop your little two-year-old on their leg, you know, because they're doing something,
1: you know. So he went
2: through all that, you know, so that he could gain what he gained. Um, so it, so, so this plays a lot into his return and actually, when the New Testament makes statements about um, one, the son of perdition or, or different things like that, it lets you know that that character has to be knocked off who's going to knock him off hmm. so someone has to knock him off who's it going to be and that only one that fits that role is christ um because you know he also is our high priest uh we had some scenarios that happened where Caiaphas, you know ripped his garments uh Yohanan was like the priest of the people you know and they cut it they cut his head off you know, so he had the priesthood, but he was also king of the king of the Yehudi. Um So, so Christ fits, Messiah um, fits that perfect uh, puzzle piece as far as we talk about globalization and who is the king or who is the ruler or who is the one that is in, that is in charge. So Christ will knock whoever that guy off, and this is how all the prophecies about. The kingdom and the throne being established on planet Earth, being established here, so that means there's going to be a war, because we see that in the Tanakh, mm-hmm. and that that king has to lose. Um, so Yahshua will earn his seat on the battlefield. Literally, he's going to earn it on the battlefield.
0: Man, so so we got Christ in the in the picture now. Um, he's knocked off uh, whoever this global ruler is. And as you said before, um, these people in high places, they understand esoteric, they understand the stars and astronomy and all this other stuff that they um mm-hmm. that they measure Earth's energy by. And a lot of people not, you know, versed in that, but um explain how kind of they, the, the occult, tie into all of this. Cause they um they may not quote unquote believe in the spiritual aspect of a messiah but they do know that there's something out there that's greater than their power which is why we're getting all this you know weird um, technology with machines and, and weaponry that's Correct. all facing toward the sky it ain't facing toward nobody country facing directly toward the sky they know something coming Correct. they putting stuff in movies Correct. like Transformers and all other crazy stuff So, yeah, how, how does that's the occult right. tie into all of this well the occult
2: you know I mean, technically, people that believe in Torah, you know, if your if fam- your family who's you know, uh, Christian or whatever, they could call you being a cult because you know something that they don't know. Hmm. So, so that the, the 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 simple definition of a cult is just you know a secret. I know something that you don't know, or I have a understanding that you don't have. You know, this is something. You know, so that's why people that are into free Freemasonry, um, you know, they would look at the general public as infidels, you know, that uh, those who are not a part of the Lodge or those who don't know the secrets, they're just infidels or as, uh, what's my man's name? Walk with uh, Obama real tough. Uh, Zibryal Brzezinski or whatever. You know, he, he called the masses useless eaters. Mm. Um, so people people that are in that realm they have an understanding of the secrets now what they understand you know is secular it's worldly this is what you know in corinthians is that the wisdom of this world is foolishness you know that the wisest man of the world you know ain't got nothing on you know one of the, the least of someone that's got the knowledge of elohim um you know, so so this is what um, – um, so they are, you know, I'm going to read here. This is from uh, Behold a Pale white horse of Clackett, uh book here. But it says, um, most secret societies are generally considered to be antisocial. They are believed to contain elements that are not like or outright harmful to the general – to the community in general. This is exactly the case in some instances. Communism and fascism are secret societies in many countries, but they are prohibited by law. In this country, the Nazi Party and the Ku Klux Klan are secret societies, due mostly to the fact that the general public is disgusted by them. Their activities are sometimes illegal, thus the secrecy of their membership. And in this session it goes off, you know, about secret societies, and it gets into a little bit deeper, and it talks about um, – that most important of all these ancient groups is the brotherhood of the snake or dragon, mm. simply known as the mysteries. Now that should ring a bell to anybody who reads the scriptures because, uh, Babylon is also called uh, a mystery Babylon. Right. And that what makes this Babylon different. Uh, this is what the, uh, cult, occult ties into this is that we have a, cause we're in the 21st century. So we have ancient Egypt, I'm going to go back, we have ancient Sumer, ancient Egypt, Canaan, we have uh, the Assyrians, we have the Babylonians, we have the Persians, the the Medo-Persians, we have the Greeks, we have the Romans. So we have all these civilizations um, who all had an understanding of something, Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: that they were trying to you know, uh, the Egyptians had their pyramids under the stars. You know, over in Europe, Stonehenge just mounted up a certain way. So all these different civilizations, you know, have tapped into the occult or to the secret arts, and they're trying to make contact with somebody. They're trying to, you know, as, as, as some some extra-biblical sources, like in or Enoch, where it talks about how the fallen they gave man insight. They gave man intuition. They gave man understanding. So that never has ceased. You know. Now I don't. You know. Don't hold me to this. You know. But mm-hmm. you know uh, <laughs> what? What? What makes Adolf Hitler a unique character um, is that he had tapped so deep into the occult that that some believe that is how the U-boats came into play, the, the submarines, and this is why the Nazis were winning because. Everything you, you had to, to, you know, move your equipment and and troops, a lot of troops by boat. Yeah, You're not just gonna come underwater, and just sink them. I mean, so they almost won the war like really, really quick. Yeah. Um, so you know, but 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 some would say that Adolf Hitler tapped deep into the occult, you know, the, the things of the uh Knights Templar and things of that nature. That 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 you know, so that's why you mentioned the Transformers. I think one of those Transformers, you know, they have a whole movie about the Knights Templars. Right, they do. They talk about, you know, you know so so people in, in, in Hollywood, um, they they let you know that they are also in the occult. They know something. You know, that's why every time when those, you know, you, right before the movie plays, they have that woman, you know, with the, the crowns on her head and all the stars around her. You know, well, what stars do they represent?
1: Because
2: hmm. in the scriptures, the stars... Can also represent the angels, right? So if the stars represent the angels of Elohim, then that means I think I think it's in Jude it calls the fallen angels wandering stars. So I wonder, from a, a from an esoteric picture, they're flashing right there in front of you before you even watch the movie. A woman goddess or a female goddess and the stars. Hmm. Just bam, just really really quick, like a, a three three second shot. And off into the movie. Um, so, you know, so so this is something um, that is that they practice, that they do, believe, and the occult is used because it is everywhere: entertainment, right? Media, you know, uh, economics. Um, clearly, government, um, because this is how they used to worship. Um, let me see here. It was something they said. Yes. So it says houses of worship and houses of worship and sacrifice existed in the ancient cities. They were in fact temples built in honor of many gods. These buildings functioned often as meeting places for philosophers and mystics who were believed to possess the secrets of nature. These men usually banded together in seclusive, philosophic, and religious schools. And later on, it just pretty much goes to talk about Lucifer and that being that light bearer and that the people of the occult are wanting to bring the light. They're wanting to bear the light. Um, so when we kind of go back to the global government, um, you know, if the world is one and then if there's one in charge, if there's someone in charge, you know, then who will that one give us homage to? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think in Revelation talks about we get to the beast and the false prophets, um, that the dragon, it was a dragon that 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 that, that uh, gave them this power, this strength. So you know it's gonna it's gonna end up going back to the serpent uh, from Genesis uh, three, uh, because i think in Revelation it was the great. So in Genesis three it's a serpent, but in Genesis I'm sorry in Genesis three it was a serpent. In Revelation it was a dragon. So these people worship the dragon. Um mm. and and they are trying to, you know, the same I guess the the uh equivalent of, you know, the people of Yah walking by the spirit or Shaul and Kephas, you know, doing healings and their shadow, healing the sick right. and casting out devils. Well then that would mean that the dark side they have their opposing. They have they have theirs too. That would mean that the people who are his minions, that they are trying to move in the darkness, move in voidness, move in vanity, but to make things manifest. So as the world uh, turns more dark, um, according to scripture, we should see, you know, signs and wonders, and that's going to deceive a lot of people. Right. So this is where the occult. This is where the occult ties in, um, because who's going to broadcast that? If somebody, if, if somebody, you know, raised somebody from the dead, you'll never know about it. Right. But if David Blaine or some other joker does something or somebody does something that is a sign or a wonder or is very worldly or of this of this current world, that'll be all over your Facebook, CNN, Fox, ESPN, uh, Twitter, and everybody's going to see it. Um. So 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 the occult uh is a major part. It is it is the it is the uh it's the it's the engine room for the uh, Babylonian history system.
0: Man, so that's like the um like you said, so they're 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 that that uh that thing or those people, the the entity that the dragon gives its power to. Yeah. Man, so man,
2: and there's and, you know, and, and and there's been some uh, videos like on YouTube of people who, you know, walked and stuff like that. And I mean, just like how the brother said in the book, you know, that you know you go to these places, a big old mansion, and you got dentists and doctors and lawyers, and, <laughs> and they're worse than the devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, darkness and and just just wow. You know, so so this is this is you know I, I think I saw articles a couple of years ago about Wicca. Being the fastest growing religion in uh, America.
1: Wow. So, so,
2: so that, yeah. So, so this is the, um, this is where the world is. The world is going, and, um, and, and and it makes sense because if it's about energy, it's about channeling, which is what you know it was actually not supposed to do, but apparently people have been doing it. Right. You know to be able to channel or to conjure, you know. Well, then, you know the more the more darkness, you know, the more it's a. Okay, so if the children of Israel are all worshiping and praising, Mm -hmm. fire fire will fall from heaven. Right. In Moshe time, fire fell from heaven. You know, um, Solomon's time, fire fell from heaven. You had all these people worshiping and praising Yah, and fire fell from heaven. So if you have a lot of people giving up energy, or however you want to define it, to the ugly one, well then, you know, yeah, stuff can matter. Like, yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening.
0: And unfortunately, it's a lot of our people who, some of them even know who they, they know who they are. They know they're Israelites, and yet they still, they're giving energy to the dark side, venerating ancestors uh, deep into voodoo and crystals and sage burning. And and at the same time, they want to give, they want to give glory to Elohim. I mean, y'all crazy. And, and, you know, and I
2: think, I think with our, with our entertainers, I know like, you know, we have uh, here lately, you know, the Nick Cannons and the, uh, Uh, I think Carmelo Anthony was on YouTube Live, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about being an Israelite and stuff. And, you know, but these brothers and sisters, they have adjoined themselves to the occult. Yep. But they are part of the Masons. They are part of the Black, they're part of the Boule, Eastern Stars, you know. So when it's all said and done, their allegiance is to who they swore they owe to. Yep. You know, and that's what we got to understand that when when we see our you know, brothers and sisters, even though they're entertainers and they might say something that deep, but Nick Cannon's walking around with a turban, you know, talking about Kwam Yasharala or whatever. <laughs> you know, that that they have a they have linked themselves to the occult. They are sworn in. What folks used to do being games, you know they you know, they know what that means. You know, once you done got initiated in, well, there are pe- those, a lot of those people. On that oh, level, yeah. And they can know, and blood in, blood out. They are. Yeah, they are initiated to something else. You know, so you might say something, like scripture say, you might say something, but your heart is far from me.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, that's why I always tell, especially my listeners, like, don't get excited when these celebrities, like, you know, whether it's Nick Cannon or Carmelo Anthony, Tiffany Haddish, whoever it may be, oh, we're Israelites, you know, we we the, we the true Jews, we the true this, true that. Like, if anything, right. number one, they could be a plant, and they just causing more chaos, because now everybody Correct. who calls themselves a Hebrew, especially if you're African American, now all of a sudden you're anti-Semitic. We did right. whole podcast on you can't be anti-Semitic because you are Semitic. It's impossible. Right. Uh, right. But then, like you said, they're, they're, they're a part of a, a different group. They're not a part of Yah's team, um, unless you get people right. like um, like a Larry Johnson or somebody who has denounced all that stuff, exposed them, yeah. and now he's 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 praising Yah. He's not he's not yeah. part of his secret societies and all this stuff anymore. He's actually exposing all of them and getting in a lot of trouble for it too. So you know, like yeah, yeah. so right. um, and so that, that that's a good segue right into our next couple of questions, and I'm I'll ask them both the same because they they kind of uh, agree with one another. Um, so, are we truly in a free society or are we ran by the elite? And what impact, since these occult people are part of this elite, what impact does the occult have on our society? So, are we truly free and what impact does the, uh, are we truly free and are we ran by these elite mm-hmm. societies? What impact do these societies actually have on our communities? That's a very a
2: really good question. Um, so, freedom, freedom can be defined in simply as having the power to uh, to change without any kind of restraint from a, like a from like the outside factor.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: if you want to do something, you can do it, and there's no outside factor that can stop you. So, 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 number one, no,
1: so no, <laughs> so no
2: one, <laughs> so no, so no one is just completely free change the system <laughs> you know uh we're not even free to diverge from the system i think that the last time that happened we had we had the what we call the confederate states uh-huh <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it didn't War, last you long you know which <laughs> we know it did not which which in, is in all reality which is treason um you know but hey i'm not, not gonna go down that rabbit hole uh right but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we so our our society it's supposed to be one of numerous liberties. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of liberties, uh, which technically they are evaporating, like like water on, on, a, on a hot pavement on a hot day. They are, are they are evaporated. Um, so without without a question, the elite have uh, they've they've manufactured a plan that is going to look a lot like Nimrod. They're just going to they're going to they're going to be a might. They're, they're going to hold all the keys. Um, so the elite, just their 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 might, or the way they they flex, they flex their muscle. Now there's different things about they say about Nimrod. He was killing, you know, all the the large dinosaurs, and he, you know, there's different things about Nimrod. But it was something about him, with that he had the he had the mojo.
1: Mm-hmm. So the
2: elites have all they're gonna have all the mojo. They're gonna have, you know, uh, the the sister uh, she passed some years ago, uh, Doctor Francis. Dr. Cressen, Cresswell Wesson. Francis Cresswell Weston, something like that. Uh, okay, she was she was the one that did the. uh um, mm, uh mm, 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 my tongue, brother. Uh, oh my
0: goodness! Was that the one that did like the eye test and all that stuff, or? No, that's somebody the, different.
2: No, this this no, this sister is uh, uh one of us. Okay, she did the. Uh, she did one. One research, uh, ISIS papers, that's what it was. Okay. Uh, Dr. Francis Wilson, Cresswell Wilson, something like that. But she did the ISIS papers. And, and her thesis, I'm summarizing, was pretty much that um, that the you know, quote-unquote white man, the only way he can, he can survive genetic annihilation because you have so much melanin throughout the earth, you have so many melanated people. That Everybody gets to mingle in and, and hooking up and getting together that you are going to, you know, like block them out almost. So There'll be like no more white people. Mm. Um, so she was saying in her thesis that the only way they could survive genetic annihilation was to control economics, education, government, entertainment, um I mean, she had about fifteen points. Wow. Religion. I mean, look just Just in your in your free time, look up ISIS papers. I mean, and, and then she that that I know that was all thing she did, and she was, she was rocking that for like forty years. I mean, and that was her that was her thing. River, river, short. Now I don't know what she was like. She believed in the Most High. I, I'm not for sure. You no, know, some folks when they get on that stuff, they get so. That they kind of like, well, you right. know, the Bible's one, you know, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. But 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 her thesis was was really it had a lot of credence to it, especially when we talk about the elite and you know, maybe not as much as how she was spinning it, but for sure the control factor. Um, you know, so I'm to see this is a book. It's called Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. And I'm gonna read it's uh it's like twenty four protocols on uh, global domination, and the word, it says here, the word freedom can be interpreted in various ways. It's defined as follows. Freedom is the right to do which the law allows. The interpretation of the word will at the proper time be of service to us because all freedom will thus be in our hands since the laws will abolish or create only that which is desirable for us according to the a foresaid program. Oh. Um, so they're saying that they're going to create the laws. That they're going to um, uh, create everything, and that you know everybody else. And they say "Goyim" a lot in this book because it's about the uh, Zionism, pretty much. But, but gotcha. they said everybody else is going to have to uh, have to adapt to the laws that they make. Um, so, uh, so these these guys. Uh, so technically, even we have presidents that have known about this. But then we had, you know, Woodrow Wilson and his his exit his exit right. speech in the late '50s, early '60s, I think. You know, talking about about the bankers. Um, you know, we had obviously JFK who was trying to expose it. They put a bullet in his neck and his head. Right. Uh, right there. trying to Dallas. demolish the banks. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, let me see here. I have some quote here a book called Pawns in the Game, and this brother here is another military. He worked for the Navy. He was a naval officer, but he worked in some kind of secret force or team or something. I don't know. But um, it says here that many great Americans have commented on this phase of the history of the United States, but their expressed opinions don't seem to have prevented their successors from falling through the same traps and pinfalls. John Adams, 1735 to 1826, wrote to Thomas Jefferson in 1787. He said all the perplexities, confusion, and distress arise not from the defects of the Constitution, not from want of honor and virtue, so much as from downright ignorance of the nature of coin, credit, and circulation. He made the statement about the international bankers. Uh, hmm. Back in 1787. Wow. You know this is right after America, you know, gets his quote-unquote independence right. in 1776. Uh, see, Thomas Jefferson said, "I believe that banking institutions are more dangerous to our liberties than standing armies." Wow. Already they have raised up a money, a money, uh, aristocracy that has set government at defiance. The issuing power should be taken from the banks. And restore to the people to whom it properly belongs. And Andrew Jackson said if Congress has a right under the Constitution to issue paper money, it was given to them to use by themselves, not to be delegated by individuals or corporations. Wow. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, so if those three individuals knew where we were today, you know, you ever heard like old people say, so and so be rolling over in their graves. Right. <laughs> you know, now obviously all these men, uh Jefferson and Andrew Jackson probably had slaves, you know. Uh but the point is is that if you live in a country and when something breaks down, you're still there. Mm. So, you know, everybody's gonna be free, free free game in that. Um, I wanted to share something else. I figured you'd like this one. This is in uh, The Creature of Jekyll Island, a great book. Oh, Talk yeah. about the Federal Reserve, how the Federal Reserve came to be, and and how much it affects us today. Um, let me see, on page, it says on page sixty one. Really, really short. It says, what the government funds, it controls, and what it controls, it owns. Wow. So what the government, what the government funds, it controls, and what it controls, it owns. So with all this COVID. <laughs> so with all this COVID, um, this is the first time I've ever heard arguing between, you know, senators, governors, or governors about, hey, we need the federal government to come in here and take over. You know, and right. you have some states it's like, hey, we'll we'll figure it out, you know. So once the federal government takes over, that's it. So these would be our liberties that we would be losing um, because the federal government, once again, you know, it's supposed to serve you. you not, you're not you not supposed to serve it. So the, the, the tenet of globalization will be, you know, the rich maintaining and gaining all resources, the 1%, 2%, and the other, you know, that survive, you know, the other – 80 percent or how much ever they keep around you know you're doing all the work wow um, so the impact it has on our society I'm gonna read just and let, me, let me just to you something you probably you actually probably will remember this my brother in um the federal Reserve it, it talks about in August 2010 Freddie Mac was back at a payout window asking for another 1.8 billion dollars Bringing the total to over 64 billion. On June 12, 2010, President Barack Obama asked Congress for 50 billion to bail out American cities and states. Many states and local governments had ran out of money and Mm -hmm. were asking Washington to pay the shortfall, especially for welfare. If welfare checks stop coming in the mail, they said, they said there will be riots in the (laughs) streets. Man. I can make this up. I'm just, I'm just reading out the book. So, so, um, so this is where the occult, where they have taken, um, a phrase was used as the Illuminati. Right. Okay. So at one point in time, the Illuminati was pretty much nothing but people who practice alchemy, and you want to turn lead to gold. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know, what, what chemical compound formulas can I come up with? Can I turn lead to gold? Okay, well, you know what happened? It didn't really work. <laughs> okay, gold <laughs> cannot turn lead to gold. So the people that were doing that, they changed. And it went from, you know, okay, gold, silver, you know, weight, balance to paper money. Wow. A piece of paper with a number on it. So the Illuminati or the banking system, uh, they just uh adapted to the times. And uh the banking system has been, you know, this this is going back I mean, um we're talking about, you know, French Revolution, Spanish Revolution, I mean Spanish War, I mean we got I mean, well they funded every every, every war off of credit. So the fact that, you know, we have credit and, credit card, you know, all that stuff that's, that is, that is based off of um, the quote unquote Illuminati or the people who were trying to once turn lead to gold. They now just turned. So for example, you know, they'll just print a hundred billion dollars out of nowhere. Nothing banking, like just, you know, and just throw it into the economy. And it's just so, you know, once again, when that dollar, it continues to inflate and gets like this big old balloon. At some point, you put enough air in a balloon, and things are gonna pop. Right. Um, so this this is this is the effect of the occult on our society. You know, uh, uh, economics, religion, education, um, media, the uh, the uh, information that we that we uh, that we get. Um, you know, so so the people behind closed doors. They're, they're practicing old, ancient, satanic, you know, sacrificing to Baal and Molech and Asherah. Well, on the outside, you know, they are in government. You know, they got stuff to do with economics, uh, education, you know, media. Uh, just, I mean, they are um, everywhere, mm. you know, and it's kind of one of those deals where, you know, if, if you're familiar with the Marvel. You know, uh, with the Avengers right. and how you had uh, uh, Hydra, right? You know, you, you know, uh, you don't need everybody to be. You just need a couple of agents inside, you know, of Shield. You don't need all of them. I just need, I just, I need a couple. Right. I just need the right people to be down with what I'm to be down with what I'm down with. Um, so the a uh, cult, you know, has a, a, a impact on things we see. People that make movies. Over the obviously clearly of like the Federal Reserve, which is not even a part of the government, it's just its own entity, the, the IRS tax system, that's another deal, you know. Um, so, so the the uh, uh code is ran uh by the elite. Um, it, it we are we are in we are in shackles, um, because this is why we're told to come out of this, uh, come out, come out of her. Mm-hmm. but once we you know i think a lot of times we try to just because we have such a disdain for america because we just woke up and and, and you know we're so fresh you know to 400 years ago and we're not thinking clearly that it's, this is a system that 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 this creature just this, this babylonian mystery system is is a large spider web with all kind of webs and angles and you know, it's it's deeper than what we know. Now the the core of it is gonna be ritualistic Satanism and so on and so forth. The outside right. of it is gonna be things that we're attached to, you know, like I think COVID COVID should let everybody know that hey, I'm really attached to this place. Right you know, when hey you know, when when uh you know you go to the grocery store and you don't see no meat or no dairy, you know, that that was, that was a sight to see. Now, Absolutely. It wasn't like Venezuela, you know, where the store is completely empty. So that's what you just call a trial run. It's a uh, um, practice run, right? You know, that's more of a that's more of a that's more of a practice run uh, to get us ready for that. You know, but you had to get an idea. Man, I went in there and they had no hamburgers. and had no. <laughs> they had those. No, they had no chicken legs or nothing. So, like, you had to see that no milk. The farmers had to throw it
1: away because somebody told them to. Yeah, so
0: that's absolutely.
2: That's where the
0: uh, occult. That's that's where the occult ties in. And that's when, uh, and and a lot of some some of our brothers and sisters are already on it. I know, uh, you know, you and your family on it a little bit about the uh, the homesteading and growing your own yeah, food yep. and and buying your yeah. own cattle and uh, yeah. growing your own chickens and hens or whatever you know the meat of your choice, clean meat of your choice. Yeah. Uh, like we have to get we have to get better at that like i ain't telling you to go out just quit your job and be a farmer but we do have to we do have to see the writing on the wall and this is not it's not going to get better it's getting worse and you're going to show right. up to Kroger or stop and shop or whatever whatever part of the V whatever part of the country you in whatever you call your store like there ain't going to be nothing there for you right. but but probably some some lays potato chips cuz they real cheap to make your meat and your vegetation ain't gonna be there no more, um, and I don't know if we're gonna see that in our time or our, our kids' time, or if we're gonna be old when that. I don't know. Um, we just know that they playing, like you said, that with this COVID nineteen and all this stuff, this gives them a chance to play around with all those ideas. Um, so even speaking about COVID nineteen and like the pandemic we're in, so we're in a pandemic, and we're kind of in like this mm-hmm. this social shift, at least in uh, the yep. United States and. and and part of the globe too, because we're seeing it in, uh, I believe, the United Absolutely. Kingdom. uh yep. I think it was like France, I believe, too. Yep. Uh, was was going through something. Yep. So, but oh, yeah. what we don't know, as we have, as you discussed before, uh, we have a lot of plants and a lot of people in high societies, a lot of people in the cults that are running these things. So, kind of explain to our listeners about dualism and how we're all just being duped, like we we all falling for the okie doke.
2: Okay. So. Uh, dualism is a uh, old philosophical concept and it pretty much to make it simple it takes two opposing points or two opposing they're like two polar opposite points and they try to merge them and combine them and point them in the in the direction of what is the right way. So this is where you get your blue state red state
1: mm. to
2: opposing ideas and you merge it now you merge it because you have politics or you have government or you have Senate or you have your Congress or you have you know we got we're trying to get more Democrats in there you know but you got Democrats and Republicans both in there trying to point us in the right way mm-hmm. So if, if if so what exactly are y'all getting done? That's the point nothing, nothing. <laughs> because because dualism is just it just takes two opposing sides and it tries to merge them and appoint point into the right way um so uh uh aristotle spoke on um different applying multiple aspects of dualism at the same time so if we kind of stop and we take that and you look at america you got you know, make America great. You know, and you got your red view, and you got your blue blue, blue view. You know, then you have the, the the big dynamic that's going on right now is white versus black, uh-huh. you know, or black versus white. Uh, even though technically black is a color, it's not a race. Right. Vice versa with with a white, but that that dynamic, you see it on your chessboard like mm-hmm. right, your black squares and your, that's why in the lodges their floors have a checkerboard floor because that would be your dualism your yin and your yang you know two opposing two opposing ideas making one and 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 that's so if, if that's the case well then that keeps the people like in a uh you remember the twilight zone and you know that
1: right, that music right? Music
2: come on. It's like you got that 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 circle, that black and white circle that's mm-hmm. spinning, and it's just spinning. That's pretty much what dualism is. So you're just kind of you're in the you're in the you're in the twilight zone. Mm. You're screaming the same thing, you know, that you believe in about your political view for years, and the other side is screaming the same, and nobody gets anything accomplished. Right. But time has passed by, so whether it's red and blue state, blue uh, red state, blue state it's white versus black? Was a check, checkerboard? You, know, you probably heard of the uh, Hegelian he, he dialectic, um, which is where you—it's another kind of philosophy deal uh, uh, that came out a little bit later, where you know you bring two polar opposite views into a agreeable truth. You know, um, so this is where like our debating, like all you like your you know debate shows, which is uh-huh. really big in sports right now. That's where all that comes in. You know, and what what we really end up is we end up with so much double talk, double double speech. So in yep. other words, right right now we're in quarantine. Well time out. I thought quarantine is when you're sick. I'm not I'm not I know people who are not <laughs> sick. I know people who are not sick but they're in quarantine. So what you're really telling me is this is meant this is a mandated house arrest. Uh huh. Stay at home. So is a quarantine or a mandated house arrest? You're saying quarantine but you're acting like it's a mandated house arrest, right? So I'm not gonna worry about what you say. I'm only worried about what you do. Okay. So are we supposed to be social distancing, or is this like a forced separation, forced isolation? You know, how, who came up with six feet? Right. So when I'm in the stores, and when I'm in and I'm in a line, and you got these markers at six feet, you know what comes comes to my mind? That if I'm in Walmart, that camera works probably really good right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I bet that camera can really zone in and get my facial recognition now. You know, and since we're wearing masks, because, you know, both places, I know, I'm not sure Memphis, I know like, like in Jackson, like not so much here in the smaller towns, but when I go like to Jackson, like you got to have a mask. You can't right. not get into a, you can't go get no gas. You can't get no, I mean, you can pay for it outside. You're not go inside the store.
0: Oh, without, yeah, I think that's, a, that's in every major city. Like, you ain't you're not walking yeah, in no store yeah. in my neighborhood without no mask. You got no
2: mask on. <laughs> so, you know, so now the camera, you know, the security systems are getting, like, a really good upgrade mm. because they're trying to match and recognize you with half your face showing because you're wearing a mask, you know. So is it so is it with social distancing or is it forced separation, you know, is 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 this is this new is like cause you hear it, I, I mean I I'll say, I said I even said you know uh, this this is the new normal
3: right yeah. so
2: losing work you know staying at home small businesses suffering that's the new normal
3: yeah. yeah or am I
2: just or am I just repeating some mind control tactics from the you know MIT and Stanford think tanks yeah, am I just repeating some kind of mind control speech? That's what people when they go out there and they and they protest, they're just out there. They're just they're just re- repeating what somebody told them to say. Right, hands down, don't shoot, eh, you know all these different slogans. Yeah,
0: and, and they're allowing so, them to protest so too while we're supposed to be at correct. home wearing masks six feet. But l- let the protesters correct. have chaos. L- Leave them correct. alone.
2: Correct. <laughs> correct. Correct. Um, you know we got. We had one point five million die of tuberculosis. Um I cannot say that right. One point five million died of T B last year. <laughs> now there was no pandemic, there was no there was no nothing. Uh-uh. You didn't even you didn't even know about it. There's three hundred and twenty eight million people in America. And we're talking about right now hundred and eighty thousand deaths in the country's on lockdown. Right. And we're and we're about to go to to to, to, to super lockdown. So We're dealing with so much dualism and Hegelian dialect and uh, double talk and they can run it on the mass public because the mass public has been, you know, drugged down, dumbed down. And I don't mean that in a a negative way, but um, I got a quote here.
0: Right. Uh, Too much fluoride in the system.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got a quote here where they were saying that they wanted, you know, grown people, Um, they wanted their education on a, I've got too many books, brother. Hey. um, They wanted their education at the level of a sixth grader.
1: Hmm.
2: Oh, I can't. Any other time, I'll be
0: right on. <laughs> um, hey, it's all good. Well,
2: we tend to behold a pale white was Okay, there it is. I'm not I'm crazy. So the media, it says, mm-hmm. keep the adult public attention diverted away from real social issues and captivated by matters of no real importance. So like our reality TV, you know, um, I hate to say it, you know, sports, all these different things. You know, they really don't mean anything. You know, schools keep the young public ignorant of real math, real economics, and in all caps, real history. (laughs) Entertainment. Keep the public entertainment below a sixth grade level. Wow. Keep the public entertainment below a sixth grade level. Work. Keep the public busy, busy, busy with no time to think back on the farm with the other animals. Um, So – um. So, so, so they're. You know, this is one of those deals where you say, "Hey, man, you know they're playing chess. Everybody else is playing Uno. Yeah, they are. They are <laughs> playing even in the big game. boy. They're playing. <laughs> yeah, they're playing some big boy, big boy chess. You know. Um. So we and we also got to look at. You know that this is a great practice run for them. They're seeing how much of the population are going to be compliant to what they say, with what they're told to do. Mm-hmm. You know who who's gonna do it, who's not gonna do it. You know, when, you know, uh if you know Walmart they got you know, one way in, one way out now. You know, yep. it's like they're just kind of just practicing how to usher you in and uh, just kinda of, you know, to usher usher you out. You know, so so they are um they are uh running big time games, you know, um and they're all these tactics with you know dual you know with dualism to kinda of keep you at odds because they 'Cause in true true history, if you keep the poor people separated, and what you use to keep the poor separated. Well you use things like color or race or quote unquote color or race, get them separated. You know, you you know, um, over here we have our you know upper class, middle class, lower class, so it's our class system, economics keep people separated, you know. So uh, but there'll be a point that where they're gonna try to destroy the middle class.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You
2: no, know, this is this is about crushing the middle class.
3: And they're already
0: you know, doing people,
2: it. This, this 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 they're they're doing a great job. You know, and the more this the more this continues, you know, I saw an interesting stat that the that the uh people that have been getting, you know, like when they were doing the stimulus checks, that even people who made a certain, you know, money bracket still got money. Right. And but the people they use that extra money to pay off debt. Yeah. They're paying off bills and paying off debt. You know, so you have a certain part of the population who is affected because man, I can't make rent. But people who are, you know, in that middle class, upper middle class, they're taking that extra money that is was paying off debt and, you know, knocking off this and you know, knocking off that. Um, so which is probably why they're probably slow with this second uh stimulus money coming out. Um, because the the idea is to is to crush, you know, the more uh there's another pastor. I know he said, Man, I'm just trying to get out of debt. I'm just trying to get out of
1: debt.
2: <laughs> you know, so the best thing we all can do is get out of debt, you know, and not saying anything that you owe anybody anything. Right. Um, you know, uh, because at some point whenever that that dollar crashes, they're going to say, hey, you owe me this amount of work. <laughs> do You owe me this amount of uh, labor. Absolutely. Um, um,
0: so You'll go back to an indentured so yeah. servitude.
2: Correct. Yeah. Correct. Which is what, which is what their Hunger Games slash Metropolis world would, what they would love for that to look like.
0: Absolutely, would
2: be exactly that. I can give you a place to stay, and I can make sure you get a little bit of food. And That's Shh. it.
0: That's crazy. So, so explain and uh, ask a couple more questions. I let you go. I know, I know, you got to go. But, um, so with all of that information. All that information, mm-hmm. uh, we see Yeshua give us a warning in Matthew twenty four. Yeah. Like this, all this, all this stuff that that happened during uh, the Maccabean times, which which right. we just talked about. So that was that was the mass, like that was like this after Nimrod. That was like the second mass globalization, and all all this mm-hmm. stuff that we're talking about and that we're seeing, like it it happened. Like the we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't be Jews. Because it was outlawed, um, one man ruled the the known world, and what he said went, regardless. Yep. So, you know, follow Alexander and his guys or die. Pick one. Um, so Yahshua yep. says all this stuff is going to happen again in Matthew 24. Yep. So are we in yep. that Matthew 24 age? And uh, explain to us kind of what the end of an age versus the end of the world is, because they're, they're two different things.
2: Okay. okay. Uh, so in Matthew 24, uh, in verse 1, it says, And Yahshua went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the goodness of the temple. And Yahshua said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, what should these things be? What shall we decide about coming? And the end of the world. So um, it's interesting that they they, they asked and they said, uh, "What shall these things be? What's the sign of thy coming and the end of the world?" Mm-hmm. So the end of the world and the world for that Greek it is called uh, ion. A is an apple. I is an in intelligent. O is an on and then in as a Nancy ion, and it's equivalent to what we would say in Hebrew, Olam. And when okay. we say that in in uh, Hebrew, when we say in our prayers and stuff like that, when we say like forever, right, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we see the when we see the Olam, uh, it's it, it's 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 pointing you to time or a space of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, when we sometimes hear forever, we just think, because of our, our, our minds, we just think forever. Right. So we never look at, and honestly, I, really, I didn't either until I looked it up in, in the Greek and then, and, then, and then the Hebrew, and then it said space of time. So mm-hmm. space of time does not mean forever. Right. Space of time just means a chunk of time. In the timeline. Right. You know, so, you know, time literally works for Yah. You know, Yah can be all over the timeline. He can, he, you know, it's, it's, it's time punches in and punches out with Yah. So when it says world, it means ion. And now we're talking about time. Hmm. Or space of time. So uh, that same uh uh Olam in Psalms forty one and thirteen, it says, Blessed be uh Adonai Elohim of Yisrael from everlasting and to everlasting, Amen, Amen. And in parentheses, I have hidden time. Wow. So um within uh within the, the Ion or the Olam, uh we have a space of time and apparently the disciples, they knew that that time was hidden because they said, what is the sign of thy coming? And what is the end of the world? Or what is the end of an age? Hmm. So that time can mean an age. Now, the um, esoteric people, they believe that an age is roughly around 2,000 to 20, 2,200 2, years. Okay. That's about what they put as an age. So it gets kind of interesting because if we are entering uh, a new age, which is all over uh, in your New Testament in the book of Ephesians, uh, Colossians, about the age, the age of Christ. You know, it, it, right. it is, and, and it's the same word, ion. It's just not translated as a world. It's just translated as an age. Um, so um, so with this uh uh with this with this Matthew twenty four here, uh this 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 age or this time, um two thousand years ago or over two thousand years ago, something happened.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, and and that would have been Mashiach. Right. So from from their perspective, the age uh, and I'm just kinda paraphrasing. The age of Messiah is coming to an end, and a new age is going to begin. Hmm. So, in their mind, that um, and
0: when you say they,
2: they is been the people who study the stars from an esoteric point. So not like the you. you know not not if you are like in college and you had astronomy class. Right.
1: Now
2: some of them they might they might believe like you know about they go most of, them. anyway. <laughs> um, but but um, but people who study it from a esoteric point, you know, and they're into the energies and they're into all the things that we're talking about, you know. So from their from their point of view, they would look at the way the planets are aligned with Earth and the Sun as a sign, and and, and, and that's and that's how they tell. So in December, this upcoming December, you know, and I forgot the planets, but it's going to be like Jupiter, Saturn, and another planet that are going to be in line with Earth, and it hasn't been for like, I don't know how many thousands of years. Gotcha. So it's a major it's a major deal for them, because that indicates to them they're in a new age. Hmm. So, in their mind, the previous age, the age of Christ, is over. So, what they're, from, from the esoteric standpoint, what they don't understand is that he is the creator of all <laughs> things visible and invisible. Right. And, that it, and and since they don't, you know, they kind of mock us, they don't, make, don't care about the scriptures, is that. Yah's plan is to allow them to build. That's his plan. He's going to let them, quote-unquote, win, or let them have their, quote-unquote, moment in the sun, and then that's when uh, he's going to pull the rug out from under them. So there's going to be a time where the darkness is going to have its way. There's going to be a time where, like in Daniel. You know, hey, like they, they, they warred with him and he had victory. He had victory. He prevailed over, over, over the saints until the Ancient of Days comes, mm-hmm. you know. So those things must happen. You know, they must build up um, their empire. You know, they, they must globalize. You know, I think, you know, I think it was called uh, Agenda 21, Now to just Agenda 2030. Right. You know, like, like they, they have, they have to, so they're, technically ten years behind. You know, so they have in ten years they're they're wanting to be globalized in ten years, which technically isn't long. Right. Um so, you know, so for the end of the age versus the end of the world, the end of the world will be the destruction of the planet. So in Revelation, um we get a very uh this is especially when it comes to the the, the, the plague of uh, Yah. Obviously, the serpent is going to have his time to chase and persecute the saints and, and kill all the saints that are here that are that are that are that are here uh-huh. on Earth. And then Yah is going to pour out his plague. And so when he pours out his plague, you have like two thirds of the water done. You know, uh, the planet without the sun, like the sun won't shine. So you're talking about all kind of major effects. On the planet, just from photosynthesis, and I mean, so so the destruction of the of the world is not going to be the same at the end of the age, um, and those would be two different things. Um, and that uh, you know, after the this is why when it you know it talks about you know the waters, you know the fresh waters and all these things coming from Jerusalem, so that those things won't happen until Messiah comes back because the earth will apparently be in such an awful living state. You know, so we have these movies, you know, The Wastelands and, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
2: you know, the uh, you know, it's like Global War and, just all yeah. this, you know, The Terminator and everything's right. all destroyed.
1: Book of Eli you know, and so all that it's
2: stuff. Gonna be, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Book of Eli, you know, it's going to be, like, awful. So this is why, another reason why Messiah comes, because he's going to also, he's going to recreate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that something's going to happen uh to where the earth is going to be re-cre- recreated. He's gonna have his thousand year reign, you know, and then and then there's a new heavens and a new earth, you know, after the final judgment, you know, after the great the great resurrection. There is will be a new heaven and a new earth. Um, but at the end of the age is gonna be a a a uh, certain time period. Um so what the you know, people who believe in that thought, they they just they they believe that now, you know, we're going to because I think it's the Aquarian age we're going to be in, entering into that uh, that that where it's going to be all this knowledge and wisdom poured out, right? And that we're going to move from the old way. There will be no more of the old way. Well, and I think it's Yeremiah who we're told to stand up and ask, "Where is the old path? You know, where is the ancient way?" Right? You know, find it and then walk ye in it. Um, you know the world is going to be going towards you know uh new age movement new world order new age enlightenment globalism um, transhumanism all those things are gonna be going this way and the people of Yahweh will have to stay in the old narrow path mm-hmm. and keep going the other way um, uh, so so you know I hope I hope I, I hope I answered that
0: absolutely answer the great and also answered the, the next questions so I don't have to I don't have to ask it. So the next question would have been, how do we react to this? And that's obviously, you know, stay on the narrow road, you know, increasing your faith, increasing your knowledge of the most high, um, prayer, fasting. Yeah. Um, get yourself in a, in a, if you don't have an assembly, uh, whatever you have, whatever you want to call it, whatever, just get there and be around some people who know the scriptures, um, who's going to lead you in the right way. Um, because, unfortunately, I mean, we ain't got to go down ra- that rabbit hole. We talk about plants. Like, <laughs> our our Hebrew community is yeah. not absolved of people who've been planted in there um, by our Correct. CIAs and FBIs and local government and, and leading you astray. Uh, so, Correct. as the scriptures say, test the spirits by the spirits. Um, so, just don't just don't listen to somebody because they told you something. Because they call themselves a, a moray, a bishop, an elder, a captain, um, whatever they call themselves. <laughs> uh, don't. Don't right. do it, right? Um, uh, so the very last thing, and I let you go because I, I know our time has, has been long on here, but it's been great. Uh, so, what would your advice as a um, as a leader in the Hebrew community? What would your advice be uh, to the community? What should be praying, fasting, and preparing for?
2: Uh, well, we have to be praying uh, that Yah will remember His promise. Mm. We have to. You know, uh, I think it's an old man, older man, told me years ago that you have to repeat word. We have to repeat yah's word back to him whenever, whenever we pray, um, so that you know that may he remember the promise. Um, you know, those who seek him with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind will be found of him. Um, we need to be praying uh, that he will be our provider. You know, and uh, in the meantime, you know we have to prepare. Physically. We have to prepare. there's gonna be power outages.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, uh we're gonna we're gonna they're going to turn the lights out and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're going to turn they're gonna turn the lights out. You know, we have to expect food and water shortages. Um, I think we're about to be in the midst of another you know, chaos. Right civil unrest. I think I think what today we had the NBA uh protest not playing the playoff games. Um, right
0: right Kenny know, Smith walking out off to, off the set
2: I, I I was about to watch it on YouTube I didn't yeah I, 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 <laughs> I saw the little tie line. I ain't finished watching it um you know but um you know and we have to you know and, and look and all those guys matter they're all masons <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but anyway dualism um, so we have to correct so we, we we have to be prepared for more 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 chaos um, you know more civil unrest, uh, more lives through the through the, the uh, television, you know, and um, we have to realize uh, this is a guy named Henry David Henry David Thoreau. Some uh, all of us probably read him in, in English class in high school or something, but he talked about civil disobedience. That was his thing, civil disobedience, and that he said that that government is best which governs least. And he speaks in favor of government that does not intrude upon men's lives. Hmm. Government is only an expedient, a means of attaining an end. Wow. Um, so as as that concept's going to change, it's going to be more about the government, more about government control, because we can't control ourselves. We can't, you know, we're you know we're we're so, um, you know, they push our buttons so much, and we're always in the street know, morality is going down, economies all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the uh, the uh, myth of the phoenix is that it rises from the ashes. You know, so in other words, something has to fall. So we're living in the days of the falling of the Republic of America. This is what we're living in, the falling of the Republic of America, of America into the rising of the corporation of the United States. Wow. And um, – those are two totally different deals because um, if you work for a corporation, you know, you can – when you're going through your interview, they'll tell you, hey, we can fire you for no reason. Yep. We don't have to have a reason to fire you. So anytime you work for a corporation, they let you know, hey, like, it's a great job, great pay, great opportunity, but I can fire you at dropping the dime and I'll tell you why. Yep. So we are we're living in the days of the falling of the Republic of America into the rising of the corporation of the United States. And um, I'd like to leave you to the listeners with, with uh, John 18 and uh, 35 and 36. And uh, this is uh, Yahshua. Uh, Pilate answered, Am I a Yehudi? Thine own nation and chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Yahshua answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. That I should not be delivered to the Yehudi. but now is my kingdom not from hence? That was John eighteen thirty five to thirty six. Um, so y'all sure let him know that this 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 government system here is not mine. Has nothing to do with y'all government and how y'all do stuff. <laughs> right. He was like, if this if if my government was on this planet, oh, we'd be scrapping right now. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so we have to know that when. Uh, when when the great master he sets up his government, he gonna fight for it.
1: Absolutely,
2: he, he is going he is going to fight. And uh, I just leave that you know uh, uh, exhortation or uh, you know, positive, you know positive you know positivity. I know sometimes when we get into the reality of the world we live in and, and just the area that we live in,
1: mm-hmm. we got kids
2: and families and stuff and you know but but uh you know every every era i think it is in second first second entrance he talks about the seeds that he sown to the earth you know and some of them produce fruit and some of them don't yeah you know so we just gotta we just gotta be those that do um produce fruit
0: absolutely that's 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 one of the main things producing fruit because we know uh you know those that those that don't produce fruit they're not fruit trees they are uh they're sticks <laughs> and they get burnt up unfortunately uh so sticks uh so more i appreciate you um for coming yeah, on to the show um thank Anytime, you for bro. for volunteering your time we gotta get you back on here uh because not only yeah. does does Morey Viner know about all this stuff he also knows the hebrew and we gotta get an episode on how important it is for our people you may not have to be versed in it like speak it fluently but at least kind of understand a little bit because the there's there's yep. there's hidden stuff in the Hebrew, um, and some of some Amen. of us reject that for whatever reason. Uh, but let the listeners yeah. know where they can find you on social media, um, and if they're in your area, where they can find you, uh, where they can find the assembly.
2: Okay, well, we are in, located in West Tennessee, so uh, the town we're at is in Humboldt, Tennessee. Uh, we're we're about maybe 25 minutes to Jackson, Tennessee, right off of I-40, maybe a little over an hour from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, social media. We have a Facebook page, Restoring the Branches. Uh, we have Restoring the Branches on Instagram, uh, YouTube. You know, look us up on YouTube. You know, feel free just to to sub- subscribe. We got a ton of content on there. Um, the messages are on there, but not just for me. Uh, you know, we have other brothers and sisters in the assembly that that teach, and, and the Most High has blessed them. And, and um, you know, we we definitely don't want to hold people back. You know, we want people to be who they're supposed to be. Absolutely. Um, uh, have another Instagram, uh, just Elder Jeremy Bonner. Um, um, other Instagram, and uh, then just my name on Jeremy Bonner for uh, Facebook. And um, you know, feel free to reach out. And um, you know, we just we just some regular people, man. We just we just trying to walk in this way and trying to survive day by day. And, and uh, you know, just some. Regular people got families and everybody work hard and we try to please the most high while we in this while we in this uh, in this, uh um, diaspora and end of end of time.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So again, we thank you. Thank you for your time and um it's been great. I hope I hope everybody who's listening's been blessed. Um as always to my listeners, uh keep it ninety-eight plus two. Um, Seek the truth Live it out Inform others Shalom brothers and sisters